What is up, pretty people? Hello, everybody. It's Rooster Grooves. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. That makes <clears throat> this Rooster Grooves a production of Signal Radio. Woohoo. Woohoo is right, Jay. We're talking about Beach House. Yes. House of Beach. And beach. How, how are you doing this week, by the way, before we get into oh. Beach House? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> personal lives. Uh, I'm doing good. Because we played our first show, my first show, in almost two years last uh, yeah. week. Same, same amount of time for me about. Yeah. Uh, you were on guitar, I was on drums, we were, for, we were playing with Dave Shanae. That was great. Barboza, supporting Liv. Yeah, great um, show all the way around. Yeah, Pete Cruz opened up. Yeah, he's really um, good. Yeah, light band. They had an awesome band. And uh, yeah, it's a crazy night. There's a recap video out there. I'm oh yeah. Put a little clip now on the screen. Oh, look at that. Look how much fun that was. From Quentin Peters. Uh, he did that little thing there. Crazy. It looks, looks crazier in the video. It, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, it's... Yeah, it's got that 90s yeah. um, um, kind of I don't know, uh, layer over it. I don't know if oh, you call it a... Like a filter or something. Yeah, it's almost like, like a filter. I don't know how he, how he achieved filter. it. But yeah, <laughs> it looked like we were in an underground club in the 90s. Exactly. Which yeah. is almost what we were doing, except it was 2021. Yeah, but so, it was good to be back yeah. doing that stuff, hopefully Playing, more. sharing music live with yeah, other people. Super exactly. great. Yeah, yeah. Felt really good. Yeah. So Beach House... Is who Back we're to Beach House. Talking about on this week's episode. Cool duo um, mm -hmm. of Vic Victoria Legrand mm -hmm. and Alex Scally. Yeah. Baltimore duo making yeah. dream pop. Yeah. They got seven albums out. Yeah. So they've been they've been tried and true, making mm -hmm. a lot of really good stuff in that uh, genre. Mm -hmm. Dream pop being kind of mystical, hazy, ethereal, um, indie rock. Yeah. A lot of the time. Sweet. Mm -hmm. light yeah kind of breezy yeah kind of heavenly yeah kind of yeah kind of wishy-washy uh <laughs> not in a bad way that, that's that wishy-washy has a bad connotation doesn't it <laughs> it does think yeah. okay i take it back not wishy-washy um because you know synths yeah really um you know are like cool arpeggiated stuff or just kind of really droney yeah synths creating nice thick yeah um pulsating textures yeah and stuff and then uh yeah, Alex Scally is the guitarist mm -hmm. and you know producer of the band. Yeah, um, they both produce, they both write, but he's the guitarist and the Victoria is the lead singer. Yeah, and she has a really nice um, like contralto style, low, low um, voice. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to talk about stuff. Low frequency mm -hmm. range, range is the word I'm looking for. Yeah, mm -hmm. um, but she also goes into some like upper ranges and falsetto. She experiments with which sounds really nice. Yeah, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's kind of psychedelic dream pop indie rock mm -hmm. and they kind of um we can talk about it a little bit as we go but they kind of keep hitting that nail on the head and they do this dream pop thing really well mm. and i guess i was reading um they weren't really dream pop um they weren't really trying to be dream pop but dream pop kind of the genre name and the definition kind of fell into what they were doing and yeah. they kind of met in the middle a little bit. Yeah. Just kind of found them instead of them mm -hmm. kind of striving to be that necessarily sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. So I was, I think dream pop was kind of coming from um, some other bands or genres like uh, my bloody Valentine and mm -hmm. kind of these shoegaze kind of bands where they're just kind of, it's really jammy, mm -hmm. really cool sounds. Yeah. Um, basically from a rock format, um, you know, with guitars, like shoegazing comes from like guitarists looking at their pedals down at their shoes. Yeah. yeah. Um, and <laughs> uh, then, uh, so those, that kind of music and this kind of genre changed 
over time and mm-hmm. kind of met where where this dream pop and where uh, Beach House kind of yeah fell into. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah. That's yeah. That's about right. And I think like in later years, more of like an electronic. Uh, I was going to say infusion or something, mm. <laughs> inclusion yeah. of like more sort of electronic sounds into that indie rock vibe kind of thing. Right. Synths, uh, sort of like drum machine beats, but not in a crazy way, like just kind of simple mm-hmm. sort of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, um, head nod, not, not head nodding in a hip hop way, but sort of just um, like, you know. Um, what it, like it draws you in. What's the word I'm looking yeah. for? Um, we're, we, haven't, we, we missed our podcast last week and we're rusty. Yeah, we're rusty. Oh, <laughs> um, but you get the idea. We get the idea. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I get, I get what you're saying. We're trying to talk to the people, though. Exactly. Yeah, yeah you, I know what you're saying. Yeah, we don't have to say anything. This isn't a podcast. They can anything. read our minds. Yeah. yeah. Um, Insert your own thing here. Yeah. No. Your own definition. <laughs> uh, there was a definition, though. Like it just kind of lulls you in, like kind of uh, meditative yeah like but like you said that's one of the main components is using these simple you know kind of old school drum machine yeah. sounds yeah and they just have this thing pulsing in the back simply yeah holding down the the rhythm and the beat and then that's what allows their you know guitars to intertwine with the synths and the vocals to yeah. lay beautifully on top and yeah, really yeah. create this lush yeah um textured environment yeah so i mean yeah so really cool how they're doing you know, drums, bass, vocals, they are including live drums on a lot of songs now. Yeah. I think more and more as they went through their discography. Um, the, guitar, yeah. Oh. Guitar, guitar's been there the whole time. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it is that nice mix. It's dreamy, it's hazy, and it has the elements of electronic yeah. use of electronic technology and then live instrumentation creates a really cool vibe. Yeah. Yeah, and I think mostly they said they used the fact that there were only two people to their advantage mm-hmm. in terms of keeping the sound simplistic. Mm-hmm. They even said minimalistic and seeing what they can do with the minimalism, like mm-hmm. within that, those sort of confines kind of thing. Um, and yeah, they do have a, an extra guy, James Barone. I don't know if he's, yeah, he's been there since 2016. He plays drums live with them. So I think live they perform as a three piece, but. And he's on some recordings, but he he's the only other extra person. Like the rest of it is done by Victoria and Alex. That's pretty impressive. Yeah. And um yeah, some of the influences they've mentioned. I haven't heard of some of these, but this mortal coil, uh Cocteau twins. Oh, I've heard of them. Yeah. They're uh, they're in, they're kind of dream pop shoegaze. Yeah. Like back in the day a little bit i think the singer from cocktail twins was on a massive attack album at some point as well. okay yeah sick uh the zombies brian wilson who's one of your faves right oh brian yeah wilson. francois hardy neil young they mentioned a lot big star tony caro and john and chris bell don't know those two nice. people either um yeah neil young they said they really inspired him by his sort of integrity like apparently he's someone mm-hmm. that doesn't really license music for commercials and stuff like that and mm. they, yeah, yeah, they yeah. mentioned that as being something that they kind of value or you know that sort of integrity of not really i guess selling out they didn't say selling out but i guess that's no, what you that's, call it right <laughs> no yeah that's impressive though yeah. i think yeah neil young is pretty influential person in music in general mm. What a guy. I, I hear he's pretty chill. Yeah. And pretty normal. I haven't really quote unquote. listened much to his stuff, but Yeah. But he's got yeah. a he's got that one song about an old man, pretty good. Okay. 
He's in the same sort of generation as uh, Eric Clapton, right? Like uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, like the yeah. 70s, 80s yeah, yeah. was his heyday, I think. Yeah. But he's still around. But he's still going strong. Yeah. yeah. So he's out there. Yeah. Um, yeah. So he's great. Great influence, yeah. I guess. Yeah. Apparently. And have you heard of Nico, this old French singer? No. I think she might not have done much. I think she did one album that was popular around the time of... Um, <laughs> Lou Reed sort of era. Okay. Like, like uh, that's like 70s. Velvet Underground sort mm -hmm. of. I think there was some similarities with people around then. Uh, I like her stuff. People don't like her stuff. <laughs> but they've mentioned, some people have mentioned Victoria's vocals sound a little bit like Nico's. Okay. Like kind of, yeah, I don't know, like st strong brooding. I thought Nico was sort of brooding. Yeah, no kind of haunting. Haunting, yeah. Yeah, I would say Victoria yeah. Legrand's vocals are kind of like that. If that's yeah. kind of what we're talking about, is yeah. you know, yeah, haunting, beautiful, yeah. you know, and, and the production style they use is kind of layered, and you know, rich. Yeah. So just, I mean, beautiful. Yeah, it sounds yeah. like I think somebody was describing it as, like, um, Beach House sounds like elevator music. Mm. If the elevator was ascending to heaven, oh, <laughs> it kind of adds on to that, that second half of the phrase. Yeah. Yeah. Which it makes sense. It feels like really like oh special. Especially that first song we played as well. I could get mm -hmm. that vibe. Yeah, hundred percent. Space song is what we opened up with. Yeah. From yeah. Depression Cherry. So yeah, I wanted to play that one because that was kind of one of the songs that I heard it probably came on my Spotify liked playlist or, or similar yeah. listens or whatever like that. Uh, and that's kind of how I discovered them and got into them on that album Depression Cherry. Yeah. Um and yeah. Yeah. I've only heard the name Beach House referenced here and there. Mm -hmm. I think we might have touched on them a little bit in the episode for Grizzly Bear. Because yeah. I think they went on two of them and Victoria did some vocals on mm -hmm. some Grizzly Bear tracks. Including the tracks that Grizzly Bear did for the Twilight soundtrack. She was on that apparently. Oh cool. Yeah. So Yeah awesome. So another yeah. good connection. Yeah. I think yeah. Beach House has made a name for themselves. Yeah. They definitely. came out with that first album. Um I don't know if it was the self-titled one. I can't remember. Yeah, uh, 2006. Yeah. Beach House. So, self-titled. Um, Recorded on a four-track. Yeah. In two days. In, yeah, so they in, started uh, pretty DIY. Yeah, yeah, totally. Just DIY, like a yeah. simple setup. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, as far as their production goes. Uh, real quick, before we get into that, should we go into their, their background a little bit? Let's do it. Yeah. Um, if everyone's down, are you guys with us? You still with us? All right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know if we lost a couple, but thanks for being here. Uh, Victoria Legrand, born in Paris, France, mm -hmm. May 28, uh, 1981. Mm -hmm. So she's got that soft, taunting, awesome range, contralto yeah. voice. I guess she trained on piano, mm -hmm. um, and she played that until she was 18. Yeah. So obviously she's us utilizing her key skills. Yeah. Um, transferred more to synths and stuff. Yeah. For Beach House. Yeah. yeah. Um, she studied drama mm -hmm. in a, in college, whatever. Pre grad, what do they call them? Uh, Undergrad. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I didn't go to school. Yeah. I finished, yeah. but I didn't do yeah, it. Yeah, I dropped out. <laughs> <laughs> she uh, studied at the International Theatre School of Jacques mm -hmm. Lecoq. Jacques Lecoq. Sorry. Yeah, no, I think that's right. In, fr in, uh, Jacques in France. Lecoq. In Paris, I think. Yeah. Yeah, I think, um, I think she went. She went to school, like undergrad school or whatever. Then she moved to Paris and went to that school. Right. So she was doing a lot of school. Yeah, yeah. She liked school a lot. Yeah. <laughs> uh, and she, but has, she was studying drama at the yeah at the Lacroix. It's interesting. Do you think she'll act? 
at some point, or is she like, nah? Maybe maybe their whole band is an act. Ooh. Oh, well, that's it's, something we can talk about later. That's ooh. a very interesting story. Okay. People stick around. Okay. Ooh, little not, teaser. Not, not there yet. We'll be right back after this yeah. message. <laughs> um, but she has a famous family. Uh, her, uh, her uncle was Michelle Legrand, who's a famous uh, uh, composer for movies. Oh, I, didn't, I didn't know her family was yeah. connected with music. Totally, yeah. And his uh, uh, her aunt who was Michelle Legrand's husband, I think. She was in a group called the Swingle Sisters. Sounds fun. Yeah. Um, I think they're English, the Swingle Sisters. I'm not sure. but The Swinglers. The Swinglers. Uh, yeah, so that's crazy. And as a teenager, she was in a Led Zeppelin cover band. That's what okay, uh, nice. Wikipedia says here. Dope. Um, yeah, so pretty cool. I mean, yeah, Michelle Legrand, I, like a lot of people that, or really deep into music or movies have heard of him like he's like on the level of like uh lalo Schifrin, you know the don't know his name same maybe, level but of like, people that i don't know exactly <laughs> <laughs> exactly but yeah. but should know <laughs> but should know Is and the, now you do yeah so. that's what we're here to learn exactly we're here to learn yeah so awesome yeah good tips yeah um yeah so she studied drama yeah. moved back to philly yeah guess um so full circle she's back and she had a Led Zeppelin cover band. And then when she oh. was back, she was more into the indie rock scene. Yeah, yeah. And kind of instilled herself in there and was like, what's up? Yeah. yeah. I want to I mess around in this arena. Yeah. And started playing with some bands. I guess she had a band. Yeah. And they were kind of on the rocks as far as productivity. Yeah. Um, I don't remember what it was called or anything. Yeah. But it was kind of like rocky as far as what they were able to accomplish. or the, I don't know if there was bickering or what but it wasn't usual working. band stuff right yeah just a band can't get your exactly. shit together kind of thing <laughs> exactly a band a so band. Yeah. i guess they needed a bass player yeah and then she was looking around asking around and she found alex scally yeah mm-hmm. our guy yeah our guitarist yeah no guitar bass yeah. bass yeah. guitar same yeah. different yeah same but different yeah um yeah and then that's how they kind of i don't know they formed a connection and then he kind of took her out of that band yeah Mutual decision, I'm sure. I don't know the full story. Yeah, he said they weren't really getting their stuff together, so he yeah. stole her away or something, he said. Yeah, <laughs> so like, yeah, you come with me. Let's do our own yeah. thing. Yeah, yeah. And they're, they were born. Yeah. And eventually just started writing stuff until they had an album and they were like, we need a, a name. Yeah. And I mean, I guess that's that's Beach House. That's Beach House. Yeah, they said about the name, they, they tried hard to try and think of something and they had all these different things about plants like wisteria and stuff like mm-hmm. that and then they were like this isn't working and then somehow somewhere beach house just came to them out of nowhere they it, were just like that's so good uh, yeah, yeah i don't see how it makes sense with their music at all you don't what, uh, i mean i feel i feel good about it coastal ocean yeah breezy breezy, breezy okay stuff. that's what i attach to that name but yeah I don't know. yeah no i yeah. guess yeah and i guess the word house Makes yeah. me think of like house music. Oh, really? Doesn't and which is electronic, and they have a little bit of electronic influence in here. Yeah, yeah. Throughout their music, so I guess I. I mean, don't get me wrong. It feels good, and I like the name. Yeah. I feel like it matches. It's a bit. It's not a very. It's not a very standout name. Like, it's a little bit uh, wishy washy. Ooh, because <laughs> we know that's a bad word. No, it's not wishy. But you know, what I mean, it's not. It's just kind of like it's just a name. It's not really like. Some, it's not indicative crazy. of something or it's not like grizzly bear it's like oh that's a crazy name yeah like, yeah, yeah that, a, a lot of energy yeah. attached to something like yeah. grizzly bear yeah you think of things like mm. edgy or beach whatever. house sounds 
chill chill like a, like a house on a beach yeah it's just breezy in the sunset kind of like really washed out washed out so good but a out. nice name i like that because it's like washing over you washed yeah, yeah, out, yeah yeah you know i'm washed out yeah we should do a show on him by the way i don't think we have yet oh washed oh. out as an artist yeah yeah oh i thought you were just saying as a feeling he came up on the tori amar episode because they goes they know each other okay. similar chill wave he did the sound the opening theme tune to portlandia or, oh yeah no we talked about that yeah. now i recognize that well now. that was like a song he did and they used it or whatever uh-huh. like um but anyway yeah that's dope yeah. um but yeah no, i think like alex and victoria from beach house it was really that bond over music um mm-hmm. they said i think like they met each other through the music scene in baltimore right baltimore, right yeah yeah and uh and like she met him one day on the porch of his family home and gave him a CD just full of music kind of thing. And, and that was just really, yeah, just their love and passion for music. Mm-hmm. And, like they're on the same page and like, yeah, just yeah. very meant to be. Yeah, yeah. They're able to create really good stuff. Yeah. Um, yeah. I guess they just started working on songs as far as their songwriting goes. They slowly build it up until there's nothing to really take away or to add. Yeah. And that's when they kind of feel like it's done. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it seems like these this duo never really has a plan mm-hmm. for as far as their band name, as far as what they want to do, the next album. They just kind of want to write music and, and share that. And so that I, I vibe with that. That's the best way if you can make that happen, just channeling. Mm-hmm. Like I've heard some other people say like you're supposed to be, well, not supposed to be, but like it's kind of like you're the vessel to let the music come yeah. through you and out of you. Right. Not necessarily that you're trying to, forcibly create something like, yeah like engineer <clears throat> this level of success in the industry yeah get this much money yeah do this or that yeah, yeah. just kind of yeah take it let it flow through me yeah. be the music yeah well, that's what something that victoria said as well seeking fame is a dangerous path to travel she said mm. um she said if you love something that's what will really take you places yeah so, i feel like yeah. they just believe yeah. in that yeah and then they just go yeah so yeah. i mean freaking right on yeah um, that we could loop back around to their first album. Yeah. Um, did I put a song on that playlist we could play? Beach House. Yes. Master of None. If you're down, there's a track. Let's get a little ditty off that first self titled um, debut um, LP. Here we go. of none from beach house from their debut album came out in 2006 long time ago yeah i don't know years are crazy i moved here in 2007 <laughs> it was like yesterday but it's a long time ago now i know <laughs> over a decade time's flying that's what we gotta make sure to be grateful and 
Yeah. Be in the moment. Yes. Now. The present. Right now. Maybe. Right now. Now. If you need to keep rewinding this video over and over to be right now, do yeah. it. Rewind to now. Yeah. Finish it, then uh -huh. hit it again. Yeah. <laughs> hit that subscribe too. I'm um, just kidding. Thank you for being here, everybody. But yeah, so first album self-titled. Yeah. It's a bunch of that stuff. It's like it's like yeah. Beach House, but it was Beach House figuring out how to be Beach House. Yeah. So it's it's not so uh, elegantly textured and stuff, but you can see the the, the bare bones of what they built. Yeah. Um, and they're on their way. Definitely, so yeah. good songs. They're good songwriters. Yeah. Song crafters. Yeah. I can't believe, yeah, recording on a four track in two days in Alex's basement, apparently. Yeah, that's I'm I mean, sure wow. they wrote. They must have wrote for longer, but recorded. I'm quickly. sure they had all the songs, yeah, all the parts yeah. down. And I think yeah. they can kind of continued that way of producing their music before is like basically making a full demo. Yeah. Here's all the parts. Yeah, and then eventually, I think it was Depression Cherry. They wanted to go into an actual studio. Yeah, or maybe it was even an album after that. Um, but they they did the same exact thing, but then they re-recorded every meticulous line really well yeah, yeah. and you know high production high fidelity mm -hmm. so it's you know more elegant and crisp and clean yeah um yeah so yeah. i just think they, they they were just figuring out their production that yeah. whole album's pretty good definitely as is the next one yeah and the diy approach as well um like they said like when they first came out and were releasing stuff sub pop were interested and mm -hmm. they were sort of talking with them and stuff like that but they said nothing really came of it and they were like well we're just going to continue doing our thing anyway we're not going to wait for sub pop to sign us or right. whatever like which is great i like that approach probably said it a million times before like don't wait for someone else to mm -hmm. you know before you can move forward to do stuff like, yeah be in control of do yeah exactly don't yeah. think do yeah exactly um which is cool so they yeah. weren't on sub pop for this first album no, not for the first couple. It wasn't until their third one, 2010, Teen Dream, where the sub finally signed them. Um, and they had like more cash to work with, like mm -hmm. to get a bigger studio, uh, get a producer involved, I think. I think. Yeah, yeah I, mean, but, I mean, I don't know if we're, uh, we're we skipping over Devotion. Is that second Devotion was their second one, yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, we, I just have a couple notes. It's cleaner than mm. their self-titled. It's a little bit more dynamic. Yeah. It's still really tied to that dream pop vibe. Yeah. And it was just like one more step in the direction of what Beach House is known for now. Yeah. yeah. So just more good stuff. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, we go to that, the next album. Yeah. Um, is that Depression Cherry? Uh, no. Well, so Teen Dream is the third one. Oh, no, I'm, my right. bad. That's what I mean. Teen yeah, Dream. Yeah. So that's kind of, I think, one of their kind of breakout albums. Mm -hmm. That one, like we said, on a label, yeah. had a little more money. Yeah. The songs packed more of a punch. Yeah. Um, yeah. So that was 2010. That whole yeah. album's exciting. It's versatile. Yeah. Alex um, said, we desperately wanted to rock. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think because the first two albums have been pretty chill and uh, they did a lot of live stuff and touring right and uh i think we've like i can't remember which bands we've talked about this but we have touched upon this other our people have said before about the fact of touring and playing live is like a different energy mm -hmm. and once you like feel that energy on stage and with the audience you kind of want to capture that yeah in the music going forward kind of mm -hmm. thing that you record and put out and stuff like that and that's kind of what happened here with teen dream that's what informed them to sort of write a bit differently and like get a bit more energetic but it's kind of funny because i listen to this album and i don't really i still feels chill to me 
<laughs> I, I think like, I think because yeah. they even struggle to get away from what yeah. they're really good at. Yeah, I think they just they know they're good at that, and even if they try to, they they and they, you can you listen to the albums and you can hear them branch out a little bit. Yeah. But it still winds up being a different version of that same thing that they're really good at, which is yeah. quote unquote dream pop. Yeah, which I think it's just yeah what they what naturally comes through them kind of thing. When yeah, they're, when they're writing and exactly, stuff, right? yeah. and they they just let that come through, like you said, flow through. Rather than being like, oh, let's not do this because that's too much of the same, or let's not do this. Like, if yeah. it feels good at the moment, yeah, yeah, then they'll they'll follow through with it, and yeah. it seems to be working. Teen Dream was great, just reached yeah. a higher level of critical acclaim, and yeah. I think kind of solidified them as a as a real group in the in that genre, yeah, and just in the music industry in general. Yeah, produced by Chris Kowadi, who's worked with Yeah Yeah Yes mm-hmm. and Grizzly Bear as well, I think. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, and yeah, Sub Pop being behind them, getting that sort of extra marketing boost, getting more exposure mm-hmm. in press and show TV shows and stuff. I think they might have done some late show stuff or something like that for the first time ever. Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Yeah. I think it was also the first album where they had uh, live drums. Yeah, yeah, yeah. At least, at least more heavily yeah. prominent. Yeah. So, good stuff. Good stuff. That's yeah. Teen Dream. Um, I guess like one more thing about that is they said they used to use reverb a lot on some of their first two albums. Mm-hmm. And this time they wanted to strip that away. But they said they did it in a way where it still feels like the reverb's there, even though it's not technically there kind of thing. They were sort of playing around with that expansion of sound that you can create or something like that, mm-hmm. they were saying, which is interesting. Like, yeah. No, that is so, cool. I think yeah. one, of, one of the things, I think it was Alex saying that uh, they're hunters of sound. So they are trying to, you know, lock in these sounds, even if they don't know what it is at first, they're trying to experiment and find these sound and whatever works, that's what they're going to go with. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, good stuff. Yeah. yeah. Apparently uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce have been seen at their shows as well. Just wanted to throw that in there. I see, they seem to come up a lot. They're always like around music that goes to shows and stuff. Yeah. 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 They're, they are out and about. Yeah. yeah. They're fans. Good for them. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Good for them. (laughs) You know, a little a little band like Beach House. Exactly. No, yeah. but I mean, just goes to show that they're doing real stuff that you know, huge artists also vibe with. Yeah. And that you yeah. know, whatever that means. Yeah. It's that's some level of success. I would I would say yeah. I'd be able to quantify that and say it's yeah. somewhat objectable, objective. Yeah. I'm just like saying all kinds of syllables and <laughs> words, and they just who knows what's going to come out next. Yeah. They also said for this album that they they actually demoed every song like completely, mm-hmm. like from beginning to end, and so um, they didn't say this, but I've, we've heard other artists say this as well. It's kind of because it's that sort of like anxiety of going into a big studio that's being paid for, and you don't want to waste time, kind of thing. And yeah, so like for them, actually, they said this was just about re-performing like everything they demoed kind of thing in a better studio. So they weren't, they were specifically recording, not really writing in the studio. Yeah. Yeah. So they already got all of that writing stuff out of their system before they showed up. And it's probably the most professional thing they could have done. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, definitely. Three weeks it took them in the studio, but yeah, you can, that's cool because you can really focus on how it sounds and create going back to what he said about Mm -hmm. hunters of sound kind of thing. You can Mm -hmm. really spend the time honing that rather than trying to figure out, how this verse goes into this chorus. Or yeah, which like chord that. voicing should yeah. we use? Yeah, what yeah. chord progression? Yeah. I mean, that's writing. Exactly. Just yeah. a good way to compartmentalize yeah. 
and get a lot of the writing done, the engineering yeah. of the music, of the composition, yeah. the orchestration is what I mean. Yeah. And yeah. then go in and, you know, record that meticulously yeah. um, without having to think about both sides of the equation. Yeah. Compartmentalizing. Yeah. I think that's a good thing to do in other aspects of life too. Yeah. You know, be able to concentrate on this, then move to this. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I think even oh, multitasking, nice. I would say people can multitask. Can like, multitask? Or well, I, th I just think multitasking is more doing things in quick succession and going back and oh, forth yeah. rather than it is actually doing things at a high level at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. That's like a lot of quick tasks all at once versus... Yeah. 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 Yeah, yeah if that makes any sense. But I mean, yeah. obviously, like our heart's beating and we're breathing at the same time, stuff like that. <laughs> On a physical but level. But if you think about it too much, then you go, oh. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, everyone's thinking about their breathing now. Exactly. Oh, now yeah. you, oh no. No. I hate when people do that. Yeah. I'm sorry. No. The people that are out there in their headphones now. No. Yeah. We'll, we'll get you away from Turn that Turn this thought. video off. No. I just messed everybody up. Um, and yeah, I guess like the other thing about uh, their writing or like producing songs in the studio is they say that like, Alex has said this, that he said it's kind of easy sometimes to lose the magic of a song kind of thing mm -hmm. by like how it's kind of like a delicate structure uh, where if you like change just a couple of things, it could all like fall apart real easily and really mm -hmm. quickly sort of thing. And so that's something they've talked about and that Alex thinks about in terms of like being very mindful or careful about how to structure the the recorded version of a song to not lose like the original essence that got them excited about the idea in the first place and mm -hmm. and, and other things they said this one track norway i'm not sure which album it's on but they said it was like their most difficult one to record because of those things i just said like they like change the little thing and it's like oh no it's so if you change that you gotta change that now. <laughs> exactly yeah. but if you change that this doesn't work exactly yeah yeah which is crazy to think about i haven't really heard we haven't heard any many artists talk about that I don't right. think yet, like that sort of uh, yeah delicate balance of how it's structured kind of thing. Yeah, and it's it, like, in a way, yeah. kind of becomes mathematical. Yeah, because like, oh, if you do this to this equation, then you, you have to do this. Yeah, and then you know, vice versa, and this yeah. this is built upon this foundation, this synth yeah. or this guitar part works with this vocal part. But if you change that, yeah. So I mean, it's like that track we just played. Uh, Master of None, I was listening to it and it's like really heavy on like the synths and they sort of rise and then they go back down. Mm -hmm. But they're very heavy in the song, heavy presence. Right. Like, and if like, I could see if you could added, added anything else in there, like more backing vocals, it would clash with it. Uh -huh. Or if you took it out, then it would be like the song would be empty. Kind of yeah, thing. yeah, so yeah. So it's like really interesting how simple it is, but yet like any of those changes could like really mess with it sort of thing right yeah, yeah i mean it's yeah. meticulous and then yeah. it's like you open up a whole can of worms or like a pandora's box like if you there's an infinite amount of things you could do to your own song your own yeah. art yeah, yeah like a painting yeah. like you can put a little more paint there right a little more paint there yeah you can keep painting until it's a new painting well that's scary to me because i feel like you can't undo it you just have to keep painting over it right if you mess yeah. it up yeah <laughs> basically yeah you can paint as many layers over on top of it yeah, it's yeah. going to be much harder to take that paint off mm -hmm. there might be a way to do that in some mediums yeah. of, of paint but um which is separate digression but there have been some famous paintings out there where they've scanned them and they've seen different versions underneath like oh really finished version yeah that's 
which is crazy. That's kind of wild. And yes, they've had this these tools that are able to like actually reveal it, and it's like they show you like what it looked at at a certain point. Oh, kind of man. thing. Just the really, artist is probably like, bro, you're not supposed to. I painted over for a reason. <laughs> exactly. I didn't want that to be seen. Yeah. And they're just showing everybody. <laughs> they're probably selling them as NFTs now. Oh you know, yeah, you probably. Can buy the previous. I think the Mona layers. Lisa was even even like that as well. Yeah. Really? Yeah, the finished version was like, you know. Like not the same. Not the same as where he started kind of thing. I didn't know that. Yeah. Scared to think about how many paintings exist underneath the paintings that we all know. Yeah. Damn, that's kind of deep, Jay. That's, that's like a, you could, you've just oh. come up with a, a uh, saying there. Yeah. <laughs> add that to the, the glossary or whatever. Yeah, put it in my book of phrases. Exactly, yeah. yeah. I'll have to add that. All right, where are we at then? We're talking about, that was, we had Devotion, yeah. Teen Dream, 2010. Yeah. Then Bloom? Yeah, 2012. Um, yeah, so that one's another solid, consistent album. Not, they, They're not reinventing the wheel every time they come to the no. studio, you know? No. It's, I don't want to say more of the same. Yeah. But it's more better stuff. More better. More similar better. <laughs> uh, yeah, kind of that distant drum machines. Yeah. using um dreamy guitars yeah uh more reverb than the than than the previous teen dream yeah mm -hmm. um yeah victoria's nice big slow vocals great melodies mm -hmm. um yeah still got her organs in there mm -hmm. uh yeah just everything this is where they're coming into themselves and everything's very well crafted yeah none of it's you know like like Beatles or Beach Boys, like everything is crafted. Every moment mm -hmm. means something. Every guitar part adds something and means something within the context of the track. Mm -hmm. um, they're not just like, oh, play some chords, do a solo, yeah, kind of you know jammy, um, which I really like. Yeah. Um, what else I got? Yeah, just good song craft. Yeah. Droney synths on this, really melodic, nice arpeggios with like synths. Mm -hmm. They're kind of cute, kind of. Okay. <laughs> they use those a lot, so it's pretty good. Um, yeah, I mean, that's all I got. Do we have a, a track to play off that, or should we move on? Uh, do we? Yeah, we do. Oh, I think I put Myth on there. Myth. We should play Myth, because that's some really great music. All right, here we go. a grand song i would say grand yeah, yeah. 
Victoria Legrand. <laughs> there you go. I didn't, I didn't even get that. There you Ooh, go. Got you Here all. You go. Yeah. Out of nowhere. Didn't know what hit you. That's uh, kind of what I bring to the podcast game, Jay. Yeah, it's very good. You know? Very good. I'm, I'm like the, I'm a comedian. Okay. Yeah. Should uh, do a spin-off episode <laughs> yeah. of uh, stand-up comedy from yeah. Jesse. Yeah. Here. This is this is what yeah. kicked off my comedy career. Yeah, no, no one would have guessed it. No, yeah. But, so yeah. look for me at a, a stadium tour near you for, <laughs> for comedy. You're not starting small. You're just going to pack out a stadium. No, yeah, just, so, you know. I'm going to try to sell out T-Mobile Arena Yeah, right off the bat. It'll be like three people yeah. spaced, socially <laughs> hey, distanced. thanks for not believing in me. Whatever, Jay. <laughs> Forget it. I quit. I believe. Oh, you, okay. wait, wait a minute. <laughs> you already well, quit. Well, nobody believed in me. <laughs> You booked the stadium tour <laughs> and now you quit. Cancel. Yeah. I'll be back next year, everybody. Okay. Uh, Where were we at? So Beach House. I mean, awesome band. Yeah. We just listened to Myth off of Bloom. Yeah. So they said they recorded a, a short film called Forever Still for this, um, inspired by Pink Floyd's Live at Pompeii. Um, mm. That was their inspiration for that. It features them uh, performing at various places and locations around Tornillo, Texas, of all places. Sure. Got it. Everyone, yeah. you got to have a video from Texas. Yeah. Um, they also said about that because up until this point from 2006 to 2012, they said they'd done a lot of like performances, videoed performances, radio appearances, and stuff like that. And apparently they said they hadn't really been happy with how those were produced by the various production companies or whatever and uh, did it and stuff like that. Um, so they wanted to have a little bit more control over that and putting together like a live performance video that was something that they were proud of, like music wise or whatever. So like, I can understand that as I did a KXP in studio session and the sound, I liked it. It was a great experience, but it, it was, they had this weird re reverby sound that I haven't heard on other things that has been recorded there. Like Crumbin didn't have that sound. Hmm. And stuff. That you could hear after the fact. Yeah, like some of the band the members were like, yeah, wouldn't have mixed it that way or produced it that way or whatever kind of thing. So hmm. they so, added that like the the production engineer. I'm not sure. Just added that for fun. It, it was weird. It was to me. It sounds like just the room. Like you can hear the drums in the room. It's mm -hmm. like a roomy vibe kind of thing. But I haven't heard that on other bands that have been in that same space. So. I don't know. I don't know what they did, but you know. <laughs> so but just to say on, the, KXP yeah, do better I liked it <laughs> but yeah just to say that you know I think Alex and that was saying that they've experienced that like too many times with different things and it kind of bugs them I guess like <laughs> yeah no, but all the more reason yeah. to to want to have your content yeah. sounding the way you want it to sound yeah. how it's how it's meant to be yeah. sounding yeah. coming through the speakers video is the future so great to have good audio and your your, yeah. your band on video and audio how you like it yeah it's part of the the package now something you have to yeah. think about as an artist all of that the visuals and presentation and stuff like that yeah so many so many things to do <laughs> if you're a musician you're wearing a lot of hats <laughs> yeah and especially yeah people like beach house diy approach you know as well i mm -hmm. said like they didn't have like a manager until like deep into their game either yeah and stuff like that i'm not even sure if they had it once they got the the sub pop deal if they had a manager yet or they came i don't even know if they have whatever. a manager now they might might have left I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> who, who needs a manager anyway yeah what do they even do come on yeah well hmm. some of them <laughs> do nothing that's what i'm that's what i'm that's that's what i'm poking at 
Yeah. So I've heard. Yeah. Uh, you know, but no, I'm just kidding. We love it. Yeah. It'd be fun to be a manager. <laughs> I don't um, know about that. I don't know if it would be fun to be a manager. I don't want the responsibility. <sighs> that's a lot of, that's crazy. That's, that's another thing you have to wear. If you're a good manager, you kind of have to wear all the hats as well. And yeah, same. Be there for everything. Like I've heard um, Chance the Rapper. I don't really dig his music so much, but I heard, I watched a documentary. I think it was on Noisy with like his manager. Mm-hmm. And he was like an old time friend of his. And, uh, you know, he decided to manage him. But it was like, he, the way he said it, it was like, you know, I have to be there for everything. Like if you're moving house, like if you do, like just to support every part of your lifestyle to, you know, make sure you can get done what you need to get done kind of thing to create your art and stuff like that. Yeah, like, I think that's like, good. Yeah. Some of the yeah. managers I've heard of, of, you know, local guys around here, like they're like a ghost. Yeah. Like I never seen them. <laughs> never, never met. Them. They're not even at the show. I've been in bands that have managers and they're like, yeah. Do you have a manager? I've never heard of this person. <laughs> no. Like your man, your manager's like just an email contact who exactly. you just tell what you're doing. Like, hey, yeah, what are you doing for me? Exactly. Yeah. Just giving yeah. you just give them a cut of your shows and stuff. Like here. I hope not, but yeah, that's yeah, shady. A lot of just <clears throat> throwing shade at managers on this show today. <laughs> First time we've done it though, in fifty uh, something episodes. Yeah, yeah. So you know. Yeah, we've been waiting. We've been waiting. Yeah. Uh, but we don't have a particular story about their manager, so it's not like we're uh, having a go at anyone. No, yeah, nothing that. personal. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure Beach House has a great manager. We'd love to have you on if you're listening. Yeah. We'd love uh, to pick in. your mind, have a couple questions for you. Yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> about the House of Beach. But yeah, thanks for being here, everybody. We're talking about Beach House. Um, are we on, what's the next album we're on? Depression Cherry 2015. Oh, yeah. So do we have, a, let's play another song off of that one, because uh, that's the album, like I said, we started this, the the podcast off yeah um and that song was really good what was that song called uh the one we opened up with was called space song yeah and so that's one cool. of the songs that i was introduced to beach house yeah and um subsequently the rest of that album it's probably the first album i listened to by them all the way through nice do you and, have uh, another favorite from that album uh, i don't know i didn't put one on the list you did not put one on the list uh, no. just apart from space song oh yeah um, well that was it yeah, is that it? You, Let's you know, play it again. You know, <laughs> uh, we don't have to play it again. I did, as I was, I've been making this playlist for our Roots to Grooves playlist. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. there was one episode where we did play a song twice. Mm. And neither did of us, we? Neither of us Which episode noticed was it. that? I can't remember now. Damn. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to start writing notes of stuff I find in there because it is kind of interesting or, or kind of funny to see. That's funny, though. I didn't even past. catch it because I edit it as well. When I no, yeah, exactly. So we're, we're, we're choosing the songs. We have it recorded, yeah, and we have somebody editing it after the fact, and yeah. it, it got still, through. Still everybody. got all through, all through the filters. Yeah, yeah, yeah. which is funny, but um, yeah. no harm, no foul. Yeah. So you're saying we could intentionally play this song now, and it'd be fine. <laughs> I I think we shouldn't now that we're aware. And if you yeah. want to hear it again, just go to the front part of the video. Yeah. Uh, but I say we just move on in that case. Sure. Thing. We can we can play some more fun stuff. Yeah, we have some other ones from from, uh, well, at least one more from there. Uh, 2018 album but mm-hmm. the thing I alluded to earlier and I think it was around the time of Depression Cherry and I'm not sure if it was after that album that came out or before that album had come out but uh, the guy from The Flaming Lips are you aware of the band The Flaming Lips oh yeah very aware very cool yeah Wayne Coyne I think is the frontman of that band he had a new podcast and uh, 
he uh, had an interview with Beach House and a debut of a song called Helicopter Dream, I'm Awake, in brackets, I'm Awake. And uh, people loved it, got like rave reviews everywhere. And then Beach House came out and said, uh, that wasn't us. We didn't give an interview and we don't have a song called Helicopter Dream, I'm Awake. He, he, was, <laughs> he was interviewed for that? I haven't heard the podcast clip, but apparently they're interviewed and they have this debut of this unreleased track. And then Beach House said that that wasn't them, it was faked. They said they don't know who did the song or who did the they interview, <laughs> but it wasn't them. <laughs> it wasn't on video? It was on a podcast? Uh, we'll have to track it down. I think it was just an audio. It wasn't a video. Thing. So, audio. so yeah. somebody was impersonating? Yeah, someone had written this song. However, I don't know this if we can... Uh, I mean, that's identity theft. Uh, in a, what is it though? If you're like, I don't know. If you're uh, putting out a song that hasn't even been written by them, is that? Right? I don't know what that is. This, <laughs> what is? This that? is some kind of weird legal loophole. Because <laughs> they're not technically doing anything wrong. Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it depends on if it's a good song. Yeah. If Beach House can stand behind it and be like, oh, it's all right. We'll take that credit. It's not on YouTube, so maybe it has since been erased from the internet. Uh, yeah, but, hopefully their manager's on that. That's, that's a job for the manager. <laughs> Where's the manager? <laughs> Where is he? Um, someone, there's a Reddit thread. Someone says, does anyone else think Victoria's fake voice sounds a little like Carrie Brownstein? She's from, a fake uh, voice? The, the fake voice from this fake song that we can't find that's not on hmm. the internet right now. This is a marketing yeah. scheme. Maybe. Yeah, Some I think noisy... Uh, it's a PR stunt. Yeah, Vice or something. They said it was like the best troll of 2015 or something like that. <laughs> like, but but even like Flaming Lips are massive. They're huge. They're like a, almost a stadium band. No, they're they're yeah, they're absolutely massive. So like, what was he just doing this to like get listeners to his new podcast or something like that? We should do this. We should like I yeah. We should debut a song from <laughs> yeah. From uh, Tori Moi. Well, yeah, we'll, like we'll get some AI to create a version. Oh, yeah. Like we're listening to that Nirvana AI. Oh, yeah, that was you awful. That we actually, we actually I played we, that on I, air? I don't know that? if we... It might have yeah. been on the one where we were just talking about random stuff. Uh, yeah. It may have been that episode. The that unreleased random that's stuff unreleased episode. To come out. Bonus. Join our Patreon. Yeah, yeah, we'll yeah. Release <laughs> We don't have a Patreon. <laughs> no, we, we give this to you guys for free, by the way. Yeah, yeah. Not sponsored by anybody either. Yeah, exactly. Uh, we're just here for you and we're here for ourselves yeah. to learn to and learn, to grow. To get inspired. Um, but yeah, that was a little crazy story. I, that I, is, I, I didn't I, hear about that at all. I see in your eyes when I'm telling you this, you, it's not computing. No, I'm, like, I don't understand I'm, what's going on. I'm understanding less and less the more you tell me about the situation. <laughs> well, hopefully it made sense the way I explained it. I don't know. It doesn't it make sense to me anyway. But If anybody has a answer to this story or any other tidbits of info this is a perfect yeah. opportunity to hit us up yeah um uh, we're, we'll say it at the end but give us that email real quick roots to grooves at signalradio.com s-i-g-n-l radio.com yeah yeah if you want to say something you can write a youtube comment as well that's yeah that helps us out valid but um but yeah so well coming back to then 2015 depression cherry they actually recorded two albums back to back yeah, both yeah. in 2015. Yeah. They dropped them. That's pretty cool. Yeah. Both released in the same year. Thank Your Lucky Stars was the other one as well. Um, they said, although they did them both at the same time, they felt like that, that they should be two distinct, unconnected works. Mm -hmm. 
which is interesting. I'm not sure how they got to that conclusion. I do know, though, that Alex likes to think about song order and sequence of the releases and stuff like that. He's mentioned that a lot. He said they, they think about it a lot, and he said he even writes it down, the order of things, sometimes even before I think they've written the tracks fully or whatever. <laughs> yeah. It's kind of like dreaming about what it could be kind of thing. So maybe it was part of that. Maybe like they did the... They wrote all of these songs and they did like the flow of songs for Depression Cherry and were like, oh shit, we have all these other songs that we didn't fit on right. this album. <laughs> I don't know. I'm guessing. I'm spitballing. No, here, totally. But like, yeah. Um, yeah, again, back to kind of compartmentalizing. Mm-hmm. And I know some artists will get that vibe. They'll come up with the title of their album or a song before they write anything. Because mm. And they just try to follow that vibe, that feeling. Yeah that's inside and then try to let the music come out and fall into that kind of that zone or vibe yeah. um, that they created with their or whatever. I don't know. What are thoughts even, Yeah. you know, where yeah. do thoughts come from? Different dimensions. Do we come mm. up with our own thoughts? I don't mm. know. Anyway, that's, that's random. Yeah. Yeah. But good stuff. Anyway, good stuff. Yeah. depression cherry. What's the second album in 2015? Uh, thank your lucky stars. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, I don't know. I don't. I don't have any notes on that one. It's fine though. It's good. Yeah, they have a lot of stuff out. That I haven't. Like I, you know, I don't get time to listen to every album, especially yeah. with like artists that I definitely listened all the way through to the first one, Beach House, mm-hmm. and a bit of Teen Dream, bit of uh, The Depression Cherry as well. Yeah, so all Those the are like, all the good ones. The, the good ones, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> I randomly listen to the good ones. <laughs> I mean, they're all good, but those are the standout ones, right? No, 100%. I, I would yeah. say the same thing. Yeah. Teen Dream, yeah. Depression Cherry, put them on next level. Mm-hmm. And then, yeah, I don't know. I guess we go to 2018. Yeah. Let's just loop because that's what everyone wants. Seven. Album seven. Uh, they did, just before this, put out a B-Sides release as well. Just some extras. Some extras that were out there. Didn't um, know that. Good yeah. to know. But uh, yeah, the seventh album, just called Seven. Uh, Chris Coady again producing mm-hmm. on this um yeah so i mean he added a whole new dimension to their music i think this is yeah this was a nice departure from what they had been doing yeah the past six albums mm-hmm. and still kind of more of the same but i think that guy on production helped gloss it up and mm-hmm. and make it feel new and make it feel fresh and clear mm-hmm. um same good songwriting, same good melodies, same good kind of electronic-y beat, but real chill mm-hmm. with guitars and synths going still. Mm-hmm. Um, it's pretty poppy. It's, it is a little shoegazy. It's still very much dream pop as we have described it to be, mm-hmm. but it's dreamy. It's haunting, textured, colorful, and probably at most lush, luscious. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so this was probably the one album that I was like, okay, I really messed with these guys. Hmm. Okay. Um, after yeah. Depression Cherry and then I found this one and uh, yeah. really good all the way through really solid just feels more robust than everything else from their discography interesting just feels a little bigger and bolder and brighter mm-hmm. and kind of more hopeful and yeah. happy a little bit like, like it's still a... haunting but yeah. hopeful anyway I don't know if that yeah. makes sense yeah kind of melancholy because yeah. they have this kind of depressed depressed kind of vibe <laughs> yeah. in some of their stuff yeah yeah. But it's like they're figuring stuff out. And, yeah. And I feel like that's why people um, gravitate toward, towards this band because it's like they're feeling things mm-hmm. and they're c- 
communicating that feeling with the music. So yeah, they said about this um, album as well. They wanted it to be about rebirth and rejuvenation. Okay, so that sounds exactly right. Yeah, and they said they wanted to shed some of their self-imposed limitations that they put mm -hmm. on themselves in previous albums, um, which meant like uh, they said that they didn't want to. Well, they said usually they've been concerned about if they have recorded something, how they're going to perform it live. Mm -hmm. And they said this time they just threw that out the window and they were just like thinking about how to layer up the songs in the studio, regardless of whether they could perform it live or not. I think that's um, what makes all the difference. Yeah. I think that's what where I would draw the line between why I, I like this one more than probably... It's probably my favorite one from them based on the production style alone. All right, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, to what you were saying. Yeah, and they said some songs don't have guitar, some songs don't have keyboards uh -huh. anymore. Yeah, and they were just like trying to not let the instruments dictate what they were doing. Right. And instead let the creative mood drive it instead. So I love it. I think it seems it to have worked. Yeah. 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 I mean, that's pretty much all I got on that album. It's yeah. arguably one of their best, I would say. It's hard to put it above some of the earlier albums, which you know, kind of put them on the map in the first place. Yeah. Um, but I just think they really did a good job with the, everything came together, their songwriting, yeah. their production style, yeah. um, the engineering production and recording of the album. Yeah. And, and this kind of beach house vibe that they, you know, came up with. Yeah. So I, I, it's really good all the way around. Cool. Seven. I might say start there if you're just getting into beach house. Great. Yeah, yeah. Other than that, that's the last album they released, yeah? Yeah, that's it. Three years ago now, yeah. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, what are they doing? Where's the manager? <laughs> I, where, what's the, this manager guy? <laughs> or gal, we don't know. I bet he's missing. That's why they don't have another album released by now. Well, got lost They in went quarantine. through the whole, I mean, this was two years before pandemic. Oh, yeah. Seven dropped. Yeah. And they went through the whole pandemic unreleased, or I mean, not releasing anything. It's interesting. I mean, since they've been basically had a career in music since 2006, it might be <laughs> one of those circumstances where they're like, let's take this chill out for a bit kind yeah. of thing. Because all that touring as well is like insane, you know. And no, yeah. they were touring a lot. Yeah. yeah. So I, and I'm not, I'm just joking around. Yeah. They deserve a break if that's what they want. <laughs> I fully support them. If that's what they're doing, we don't know. It's fun getting good albums from <clears throat> great artists. Yeah. You know, that's all I'm saying as a fan, as a listener. Yeah. Uh, you know, person on the outside, objectively speaking. Yeah. But yeah, great stuff. I don't know. You got anything else on Beach House? That's about it. I <laughs> said everything I wanted to say. Yeah, me a, too. And a little less. Not a little. No. <laughs> no. <laughs> what do you want to say? You want uh, to add something? I wish I could have uh, uh, expanded a little bit more on the fake song thing from the podcast. That took me just, by surprise. I had no just, idea. Just as a crazy story. Yeah, because I came across that and I was like, what? This doesn't make any sense. What? Yeah. No, we'll, yeah. we'll have to bring that up in another episode. I'm sure it'll come yeah. up somehow, some way. Yeah. And by then we'll have looked it up. Exactly. We'll just got to remember. But yeah, we can play out with a track from Seven. Yeah. Dark Spring. Yeah. I think that's going to be a good one. Pumped um, for everybody to hear it. Yeah. Uh, but like we said, if you have any tidbits of information on that weird story, yeah, let us know. Yeah. Questions for us. Mm -hmm. Cool facts. Factoids. Or anything at all, get in touch Corrections, with us. Corrections, whatever, yeah. yeah. Roots to Grooves at SignalRadio.com. S-I-G-N-L Radio.com. Uh, we've had a few people write into us, including Keiko Gokumoyo. Yeah. Thank and, you. And, uh, yeah, 
so that's great. He was the first person to email us. So. And there's some girl named Jessica. Yeah. On on uh from TikTok. TikTok from TikTok. Yeah. Great. Did Arlo Parks at her suggestion. So yeah, suggestions as well. Mm -hmm. it was, it was yeah. Cool. We're here for you guys. Yeah. Hopefully you're there for us. Yeah. Uh, we just love sharing all this cool info with you guys. Yeah. So thanks for being here. This has been Roots to Grooves. I'm Jesse. I'm Jay. And we out. And this is Dark Spring Beach House. Yeah. Grooves is a production of Signal Radio. For more music and independent culture, visit signalradio.com. That's S I G N L radio.com. <laughs>